1: Damage in North Carolina today. President Trump reportedly congratulated a resident on having a stranger's boat wash up in his yard, saying at least you got a nice boat out of the deal. (laughs) Dude, you don't get to just keep things that wash up on shore, (laughs) even though I'm assuming that's probably how you got Steve Bannon. What?
0: Um... So, a couple of things. Oh, uh, if you haven't heard about the latest Kavanaugh twist that happened yesterday.
2: Oh, yes. The classmate coming forward and saying, it did happen, and a lot of us knew about it. If you're not familiar with that revelation,
0: stay with us. That's pretty interesting, uh, the
2: way the whole thing, about the media and the story and everything else. It's absolutely insane. So, um, and we'll do that at uh, like uh, seventeen minutes after the hour, roughly.
0: Cool. So set your watch by that. Um, I got a Stormy Daniels
2: tweet text. Let me just hold. Oh, the, the one final note that I had on the Stormy Daniels quote unquote book is that she will be doing a publicity tour for the book. Yeah, Stormy Daniels Isn't she already?
0: is gonna be at a strip club in one of the uh cities we broadcast in. So uh you yeah. know check her calendar, she might be coming near you. In fact, she almost certainly is. If she's hitting that town, she's hitting all the towns on the west coast, I'm guessing, all the big ones. That'll and medium sized ones. She goes to a lot of medium sized, okay strip clubs and, and and shakes and shakes her forty year old boobs in front of uh Her boobs aren't that old.
2: No, <laughs> boobs have been updated remodeled as it were
0: anyway she shakes her aging body in front of a dozen semi-entertained dudes nice work if you can get it
2: i still think i'm going oh yeah you and one of her california appearances yeah october 5th and 6th actually the one you're going to there i i have a conflict but i'm going to see if i can what could be more
0: important than this going to see stormy daniels something i paid a lot of money for what are you going to wear what am I going to wear? Let's go see Stormy Daniels. A suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: A breast inspector t shirt. An FBI hat. That's right. Federal breast inspector. You get it? A couple of
0: things that I'm going to give you just, like, barely beyond the headlines of in classic mass media fashion. Yes. Not get into the deep, like, actually get into it sort of way that you should. But just plenty plenty to uh, tweet angrily. Oh, yeah, or to back whatever preconceived notion you have about these Right. <laughs> Which is what we're looking for. So there have been a lot of uh, experiments around the world in this whole... Uh, Universal income thing or guaranteed income or, or however you go about it. With a number of goals in mind, some people do it because they're really concerned about poor people and just want to lift them out of poverty. Some people want to spend less money on poverty programs and think this is both more effective and cheaper for me as a taxpayer.
2: Yeah, um, a much higher percentage of the money gets to those who need it.
0: So one interesting um, uh, example of this is in Uganda, which is one of the poorest countries on Earth. I did not realize that. Um, all Poor kinds as hell, Jack, all according kinds of to economists. All kinds of different years Their GDP per capita yearly, about $2,300 compared to $60,000 in the United States, about
2: $2,300 a year. Anyway, so John, what's your reaction to that figure? Uh, Uganda be kidding me. <laughs>
3: I, that I wasn't going to steal
2: your line. <laughs> right. I forgot about my improv troupe.
0: <laughs> you got to be killing me. Um, so what they did is they, they gave people cash, certain amount of cash, with the with the idea that... Um, and I kind of like this thinking of giving cash directly to the poor is easy, for one thing. Um, It respects the decisions of poor people, which is an experiment. And it avoids central planning challenges, which is definitely an advantage. Amen. Because guessing what the best way to do it is just never going to work. Yeah. Um, So they gave people money. And what they found is that after four years, it had helped the people that were given money uh, be in a better place than the people that weren't given money. But after nine years, it had evened out more or less. Hmm. Most of the people they hadn't given money to had caught up to the people they'd given money to. Basically, the, 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 what they take away from this, they think, is that people that were going to get themselves out of poverty did it either, were going to do it either way. Giving them a little bit of money makes it faster. Yeah. But the sort of person that was going to get some job skills, adapt to the new world somehow, mm-hmm. and figure out a way out. We're going to do it regardless. It just took them a little longer.
2: Well, and we've kinda it was kind of interesting posited that within uh, communities of poor folks that um, since the government respects your decision making ability and just gives you the money and says, here, just now now go get it, go get it. Um, that if you screw up and you waste it and whatever, nobody's going to want to help you in that community because they know what you got. They know what you started with. Same as me. Look, I'm not broke. Why are you? Yeah, good one. Which which again is empowering. Making people dependent is uh, disempowering.
0: We should link that Vox article if you'd like to do a deeper dive on that because I'm going to hit you with just enough on this to be dangerous. Um, Wall Street Journal, their Sunday cover story was all about the coming job apocalypse, which a lot of people have been Talking about well, they've been talking about it since the 1800s. Uh, machines are going to take all the jobs, and we'll have millions and millions of starving people. Yeah, and, they, and they've been wrong before, but there are a number of smart people that say they might not be wrong this time. That artificial intelligence could actually take over so many things so fast that d- d- we just don't we just don't adjust to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and you just will you will you will have millions of people with there's just nothing for them to do. Um, for instance, the uh, Gary Cohn, the guy that supposedly took the paper off of Trump's desk, right? he told Trump that, um, I forget what the statistic is, but it's amazingly high, like one out of five Americans drive somehow for their job and how all those jobs will go away with automated vehicles and that that is going to be a
2: huge shock to our economy and our workforce and it's something that we need to prepare for. Wow that is that is the stuff of massive massive economic and political upheaval
0: right. Yeah, and that's just one example. Yeah. And you know we're seeing um, combination of uh, technology getting cheaper and minimum wage going up, what they're doing with all the like those fast food jobs. God, how many fast food jobs could go away from the person who takes your money to the person that cooks the burger? It's all a machine.
2: Millions and millions and millions. Eighty of them. to ninety percent of them, I'd imagine.
0: Right, and are more jobs going to be created out of that? I don't know. That you know, in the past, somehow there
2: has been, but there might not well, be this time. And this is a rarity for a talk show host. I don't know what to think about this because uh, all the things you've said are pretty compelling arguments. But the quote-unquote smart people of the time were pretty smart. Sure, when it was the cotton gin and the uh, yeah. steam engine and the rest of it. Yeah, you know, uh, oh, one of the greatest quotes from. Um, uh, Milton Friedman was, uh, when this, uh, argument was had, I can't remember the sixties. I think he said this, I could be wrong. He said, if jobs are what you're concerned about, take away people's shovels and give them spoons. You'll create more jobs. And I thought, wow, that's a good point. And, uh,
0: God, I'd hate to shovel all day long with a spoon. Oh,
2: are you kidding? <laughs> but you'd have a lot of coworkers, which was his point. So I don't know. I, uh, I don't want to be the guy screeching at the cotton (laughs) gin. No, I don't want to be either.
0: But but this is better news, I guess. A report from the World Economic Forum released today forecasts that machines will perform more than half of all work tasks by 2025. Today, it's 29%. By 2025, which is not that far away, uh, half of all work tasks will be done by a machine. But over the same five-year period, a projected 133 million new roles will be created. I wish they'd specifically get into what what those will be, leading to fifty eight million net more new jobs. so it'll be overall way more jobs. they'll just be different, yeah well right. that's been the that's been the history,
2: yeah, and I hope it continues that way. anybody who's ever seen their industry disappear though or their line of work knows that. You know, that transition is incredibly oh, yeah. jarring and difficult and takes quite a while. Oh, yeah. Which, again, matters economically and a great deal politically.
0: Yeah, I got this skill. I spent my whole life getting this skill. I'm really good at it, and nobody needs it anymore. So now I have to completely come up with something brand new, and I'm 50 years old. Right. Tough. Yeah.
2: Coming up, Beckett Adams of the Washington Examiner. He's uh, he's going to tell us where the whole hearings for uh, the cavernoscopy stand... The accuser, what offers have been made. We're going to try to give you the facts, plus the bizarre, troubling, and hilarious story of the classmate who said, it definitely happened, and we all knew it.
0: Yeah, it seems like they've made it really easy for her to tell her story if she wants. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience
4: of the nation.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: A letter from the chairman to the Democrats saying, We have done everything we can to contact her. That is such bull, I can hardly stand it. I am appalled. Uh, by the treatment of Dr. Ford, by the Republicans, and this all-fired rush to get this man on the Supreme Court, ASAP.
5: We heard she might not want to come in that environment, so we offered one more, right. closed session, or two ways of doing it by
0: transcript. So we got one senator saying that uh, the idea that they've you know made it easy for her to tell her story is is bleep, and then the, the chair of the committee saying we've offered all these different... You know, I don't know. I don't know which one's true, but it sounds like I saw you I, <laughs> I saw the letter that he put out there. Yeah. Um that seems like she's been offered a behind closed doors quiet version.
2: Well, let's get caught up on that with Beckett Adams. He's a commentary writer for the Washington Examiner. He focuses generally on media and politics and joins us now. Hey Beckett, how are you? Hey, thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Thanks. So, uh, how do things stand now with the accuser and the testifying?
4: Well, right now, uh, uh the accuser has been Given four different venues to speak to the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, either privately or publicly, either with the staff or just in front of uh, lawmakers, and that has been corroborated by not just you no know, the Senate Judiciary Committee, which is currently being run by Republicans, uh, where they uh, they have leading votes, but uh, they have also Senator Grassley has also offered to fly people out to California to meet with her. All of these have been all of these options have been rejected by the attorneys representing the accused, or I'm a, I beg your pardon, the accuser, uh, Lisa Banks and Deborah Katz have have turned on all this, saying they, they don't want any of this. She won't testify. She won't talk until the FBI does an investigation of the allegations, which to me, though, this is a major reversal from earlier this week where these attorneys were saying she will do whatever it takes to get her story out there. So I think to your question where this stands, this sort of um, – obvious flip-flop from these attorneys has given senators pause, uh, especially senators who I think a lot of people speculated early on would peel away from supporting Kavanaugh. And these senators being uh, Murkowski and Collins, uh, Collins of Maine, Murkowski of Alaska, and uh, some red state Democrats who've been looking, I believe, have been looking for cover to not support him, but need a reason not to. Mm -hmm. And that would be mostly Heidi Heitkamp from North Dakota and Joe Manchin from West Virginia. Uh, With the exception of Heitkamp, all of these vulnerable Democrats who a lot of people predicted almost immediately after these allegations came out would probably not support Kavanaugh are all calling for her to testify.
0: Okay. All
2: right. Looking for cover
4: well, you, in that you, direction. You've
0: got yeah. to. I mean, especially when you've been offered the chance to do it in a quiet room wherever you want. Nobody, Nobody's going to see it or hear it. Right. You don't even have to travel. I mean, otherwise, where are we? If somebody can make an accusation... And then refuse to even d- to talk about it at all, but that's enough to damn someone? I mean, we're doomed. Well,
2: yeah, and I would also say it's rather a curious thing to say, I will t- I will talk to the authorities after a full investigation. I mean, if I witness a crime and say to the cops, y'all investigate it, and come back to me when you're through, and I'll tell you what I saw. That's just an odd thing.
4: Yeah, yeah it is. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's not totally unprecedented as many people have pointed out both clarence thomas and anita hill were interviewed by the fbi during his uh confirmation hearing of course there were different circumstances being that the things for which he was accused were far more recent and also the allegations about clarence thomas involved two federal employees on federal property Uh, so it's it's not as murky as the idea of the fbi but yeah you make the great point is i want to tell my story but you have to investigate it before i tell my story It's sort of this weird Backwards Kafka F yeah. situation. It's the like 22. the huh.
0: FBI talked to Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas because if you're going to investigate a crime, that's a good place to start. If I'm investigating this crime, the place I start is talking to this woman. Right. I mean, that's where you would right. start.
4: And, it, and the issue, too, is and like this is where my read on it now is that this isn't the slam dunk. I think the, uh, the Democratic strategy that I believe is in play is that they obviously want to delay their confirmation until the midterms. They have very high hopes for capturing either. The Senate or the House or both in the midterm elections, and they would like to hold off this vote before a conservative judge gets put on the Supreme Court. So this is a lot of delaying tactics. And, and then you um, make the I argument.
0: Think, I assume that you can't you can't nominate somebody and have the the, the people have spoken and they want new people. You got to
4: have a duck oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they were they were running that line before uh, the allegations even came out. They were running. I would say, look at this polling. It shows that he's sure. not popular because polling, I guess, decide to sit on the Supreme Court.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, it's interesting, speaking of politics and cover and that sort of thing, I heard Marco Rubio do an extended interview this morning uh, about this, um, and he was tiptoeing more than I've ever heard him, or I think any senator. It was as if in his high-heeled boots he was tiptoeing.
4: It was, oh boy, that was uncalled they're Cuba, for. They're Cuban boots. The
2: Beatles <laughs> used to wear those. Yeah, what are you, racist? Um. So, uh, but he was. It was as if he was being asked to criticize a five-year-old child in front of her. He was being so incredibly careful. Uh, because, obviously, the Republicans, uh, they you know, they smell gas in the House, and, and they're afraid that to say anything critical about this woman or or about even the activities of her lawyers. They're afraid that, you know, their electoral chances will go ker It was just something to observe.
4: Well, you know, I think that's actually the smart play. At, at this moment, all the Republicans should do, just, just from a strategic standpoint, is offer her a platform and let her be heard, and offer Kavanaugh a platform and let him be heard. Anything about her lawyers or what might be reported about her, that's all secondary and that they run the risk of falling down a rabbit hole of oh you're attacking the accuser, you're a rape denialist, blah blah blah. It's the sort of I think the smart play is to keep your hands clean, you will only, you know, speak to the situation as you know it. She has a platform, that's all I have to say on this. Yeah, if right. you get yeah. into the sort of bulldog territory of being like, Here are holes that I found in her testimony or
6: yeah, in her no account
4: point. In which there are many that's let let the uh, you know the GOP consultants and talking head do that the senators i think are wise to just stay away from all that
2: beckett it's always fun to talk i wish we, we could chat at greater length but uh, maybe we can do that in the future thanks a million no thanks for having me oh, it's our pleasure thanks
0: and all that conversation the biggest unknown to me is still is how much of this is her decision Is she making these decisions or the powerful making these decisions?
2: So we need to get to the bizarro thing that happened yesterday. Former classmate of Christine Blasey Ford uh, tweeted, I believe, or posted on Facebook, uh, a lengthy letter, including the following. Christine Blasey Ford was a year or so behind me. I remember her. This incident did happen many of us heard about it in school and christine's recollection should be more than enough for us to truly deeply know that the accusation is true um uh, et cetera. i applaud her courage and dignity so again unequivocally this incident did happen many of us heard about it in school well uh, various reporters saw this and went to her and said wow really and she replied
3: that it happened or not i have no idea I can't say that it did or didn't. In my post, I was, you know, empowered and I was sure it probably did. I had no idea that I would have to now, you know, go to the specifics and defend it before 50 cable channels and have my face spread all over
2: MSNBC News and and Twitter. Or in front of the family dog, or me in a quiet room, you can't defend it at all because you lied. So in a, you felt empowered though.
0: So in the most exciting crime in America right now, a uh, who done it? You come forward with as, enormous historical significance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you come forward as the only person that has any information on this. And you're shocked when people wanted wanted to ask you about it. Oh, I didn't know 50 different cable channels were going to ask me about this. What did you think would happen?
2: But because you were empowered when you wrote it, it's your truth. I don't like bullying facts. My feelings are what counts. That is the talk of a crazy person. Oh, yeah. Or a crazy crazy attitude, which
0: is even more troubling to me. Bingo. Bingo. We'll talk more about that coming up. What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
5: Well, we're watching one of the hottest midterm races around, the race for Florida governor. Yes. Speaking of midterms, after two weeks off, Trump hits the stump today
0: and a new king of Hollywood. Wow. Trump hits the stump. right there? And the king of Hollywood. Yep. Old and Trump. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Doctor... hear this woman again explaining why she put out the tweet yesterday that she was in high school with dr ford and knows that it happened we all did and this and then when she was questioned about it she said this
3: that it happened or not i have no idea i can't say that it did or didn't in my post i was you know empowered and i was sure it probably did I had no idea that I would have to now, you know, go to the specifics and defend it before 50 cable channels and have my face spread all over MSNBC News and, oh. and Twitter.
2: I, I quite agree uh. that MSNBC can be intrusive, but our issue is less that than the fact that what you stated about this incredibly important topic was categorically false. Well, you just made it up. <clears throat> I was but in... she was feeling empowered. Yes, what empowerment. Is that, is that, is that like slang for Drunk. Because that, that I would means. get. I don't know Look, what that means. I was hammered. I'm sorry. You can't believe how hammered I was. I'm surprised I found my keyboard. I mean, that's a defense. Yeah. I was feeling empowered. Oh, my, I'm telling you. This post-truth world that's being promoted so hard by identity politics fans is so incredibly dangerous. The idea that, well, that's my truth. No, no, you don't get to do that. <clears throat> Particularly when you're alleging something as serious and historically impactful as you are. God, what a bizarre little episode. Oh, and it's probably worth noting that 45 minutes after that came out, I happen to be following this uh, yet last uh, evening, 45 minutes after it came out, NBC was still promoting the story that classmates had come forward and confirmed the rapine. Or the attempted rape,ine. Nice I'd, job, NBC. And when asked, I she when says, right. "A real network, right?" And when asked, she says,
0: "I don't know if it happened or not." Right. Well, then, what did you say? Nothing. I guess is what you said.
5: And remember, Doctor Ford's <laughs> lawyer last night sent out that uh, message saying, "No, a number of people have come forward. Why aren't we uh, having them testify? There's many, and they're you know they're right. publicly
0: known now. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
5: she was probably God. referring to that woman.
0: She's lucky. That woman's lucky she didn't end up saying that on." Uh, Yep. On every television in America, being yep. watched by half the country, and had to say, "Well, I don't know if it happened or not. I was feeling empowered at the time."
2: Right. This woman actually, what it's it's a long screed saying she doesn't like white people and she doesn't like uh, like entitled prep school boys, and neither do I. Um, but yeah, as I was reading wow. about Kavanaugh's
0: crowd, no. I was thinking these are not my people. No, he's, I wouldn't no. like most of these people
2: probably, but that doesn't mean he's a. Rapist. Yeah, and I have a little more to say on this, but let's let uh, Marshall get to his news.
5: One of the hottest midterm races around right now is the Florida governor's race. And we've got another poll that shows the ultra-liberal Florida Democrat Andrew Gullum leading in that race. The survey of likely voters by Reuters, Ipsos, and the University of Virginia Center for Politics gives the Tallahassee mayor 50% support. Compared to 44 percent for Republican Ron DeSantis, with two percent backing other candidates.
0: So we talked about this when it first happened. Yep. If you're not hip to it, this is a uh, it's a chance to have a focus group on what would happen if you run a Trump person against a Bernie person. Yep, in a in a state that's you know close enough to go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, well, it's a lot like a focus group, and it, it could have a major impact on who the Democrats think they ought to run against Trump, because Trump is going to be very Trumpy when he runs. Uh, this guy, sure this guy's very Trumpy. That's running for the Republicans, and the, and, the, and the the other dude's very, very Bernie-like. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a hell of an interesting contest to watch. And Gillum is ahead of
5: DeSantis among independents by a wide, wide margin, wow.
0: sixty-one to twenty-one percent. I could be wrong, um, but I think if the, Dem- if the if that guy wins and the Democrats take for that, okay, we need to run a. A Bernie-type person against Trump. I think they'll get I, I,
2: killed. <laughs> I, I would think it increases the chance of that a great oh, deal. Oh, sure, absolutely it yeah. i It almost guarantees it. Yeah. I, I will tell you this. Uh, it, at first blush, the Santa Claus candidate, the candidate that promises you the most stuff, is always the most attractive. Right. As uh, voters get a little more serious closer to the election, it'll be interesting to see how things change if they do. And, of course, Marshall, as I always remind our listeners, they have a poll it's called yep. Election Day, and that's the one that counts.
0: Bye. And recently, that yes. poll uh, tends to be different than the le- the polls leading up to it. By the way, after a pause, President
5: Trump is on the road again. He's got a rally tonight, Las Vegas, Springfield, Missouri, tomorrow night. This will be, once again, So he gets C- up on TV. his toadstool
0: or his soapbox, if you will, <laughs> oh, and, he, oh, and he starts getting oh, m- his message out there. That was a covert oh. reference to
2: a certain paragraph in Stormy Daniel's quote-unquote book. Ah! <laughs> And I will not have it. <laughs> oh, boy. A seafood restaurant in Maine is giving marijuana and lobsters to put them at ease
5: before cooking them. <laughs> Customers at Charlotte's legendary lobster pound can request to have their lobsters sedated with pot when they <laughs> order it.
0: I'm not sure any amount of marijuana or booze or anything would make me comfortable with being thrown in a boiling pot. <laughs> They uh, put the uh, lobster in
5: a box with some water, and then marijuana smoke is blown inside to help them cough.
3: <laughs> you know <down>. what? <laughs> Who's the person hired to blow the smoke into the lobsters? Are they hiring? Is that, Dude, <laughs> I'm, already, that
2: I'm already so baked. Uh, Party high school, Oh, my God.
3: Uh, uh, high
2: school guidance counselor hid that one from me.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, man. Oh. It, I'm picturing the person to say, you know what? I'd really appreciate it if you'd get the lobster stoned first. Yes, sir, we'll we'll take care of that.
5: (laughs) And it's at the customer's request. Right. Right. Yeah. You walk in, the customer requests it. Could you put on some Jimi Hendrix while you're doing (laughs) it too, please? (laughs) Hey, by the way, the new king of Hollywood has been declared to be LeBron James. He's
0: now King in what sense?
5: Oh, he's, he's got a uh, production company that is uh, already churning out product, and now he's teaming up with Black Panther director Ryan Coogler uh, on the new Space Jam sequel. Hmm. An official announcement came
3: down yesterday from uh, James Company, Spring Hill Entertainment. Finally, the Internet will have a reason to compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't think we talked about this on the air. The, the, uh, LeBron tweeted out a video of his youngest son playing basketball. Right. I mean, everybody knows his oldest son might be headed to the NBA, and, and him and dad might get to play together. But his youngest, the 11-year-old, just ridiculous. Just torching these other 11-year-olds. Draining threes and making full-court passes that hit him right in the hands as an 11-year-old. And this is full sized like, hoops? Yeah.
3: 10-foot Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, Holy just cat.
0: crazy. All right, that's wrapped at your
5: news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show. That's the conscience of the nation. When I was 11 years
2: old, I had to heave the ball up at the hoop like it was a shot. <laughs> right, <point. laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. What's LeBron's 11 year old's name? Uh, it's an interesting name. But anyway, he said that kid's the best shooter in the family, which is a wow. nice thing to say. Wow. Uh, you got
3: Zuri James and Bryce Maximus James. I don't know which one's Bryce the younger Maximus one. Bryce Maximus is the young kid.
0: it's yeah. a heck of a name.
2: couple of more thoughts on the Kavanoscopy and also... Uh, a tech expert uh, who's going to talk about spam calls on your cell phone and how they're about to explode. Not that they have already. They're about to.
0: Oh, man. Ugh I've gotten two while we're on the air today. One from Austin, Texas, one from somewhere in the Northeast. I'm sure they're spam calls. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation.
0: Robocalls exist from this standpoint in that I am never, have never, and will
2: never buy anything from a robocall. And remember, never donated anything either. And and neither. Because the the calling company takes most of it.
0: And nobody I know is ever going to buy anything from, so, but it must work. They keep doing them. Or it's because it costs them nothing to make the calls. So if they hit one out of a thousand, they still come out ahead. Yeah. I think, yeah, all all of the above. God, I hate robocalls. So maddening to me. Yeah. You're yeah. intruding into my life, and I hate
2: that. Well, and I, you paid a fair amount for your smartphone. You don't need somebody exploiting it against your will. That's a bitch. And yeah, that was
0: one of the great things about moving to cell phones and cutting the landline, getting away from that. But that apparently is over, and we're about to hear that from
2: a guest. Oh, and if you think it's bad now, brace yourself. Please welcome from the Washington Post uh, tech reporter... Hamza Shaban, who's going to ruin everyone's day? Hamza, do you enjoy this, or are you just mean? are you mean spirited? Or what? this is important news that needs to get out. Yeah, I, well, I would agree. Um, so, uh, tell us about the the coming boom in scam calls.
6: Sure. So there's a there's a company that that works in this space that projects by early next year, almost half of incoming mobile phone calls will be from scammers. Fantastic. Wow. Thanks for calling. And and Good and story. I should, say, dang it. I should say I should say, as I wrote the story, I got a scam call. Wow. Wow. Now, yeah, gotten, Jack
2: mentioned he'd gotten a couple today already. Yeah.
0: Just a few minutes ago I got one from Austin, Texas. I haven't checked yet, but I'm sure it was a, a spam call. Is there anything we can do about this?
6: Well the 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 first step that experts uh advise But then I'm Ron no
0: call That doesn't work!
6: you could you could simply just not not answer your phone when it's a phone number that that doesn't come up uh, in your phone book and then the 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 reasoning is if it's truly important if it's truly urgent news they'll leave a message you'll recognize the person and and you can call them back
0: well right Right. um yeah although that sometimes i get calls from the if you ever get a waiting for a call from the doctor, if you missed that one, good luck calling them back. But, um, yeah, but, but yeah, so yeah. I have been needing to get a couple of calls, um, recently from, from a variety of places. And so I was answering my phone more often and I got the same message from Texas, from Montana, from wherever. So you, 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 you wow. know, putting the number. Into a don't answer when this number calls doesn't work because I got the same, you've recently been in a car crash, which I haven't, from three different states in one day. Mm.
6: Yeah, yeah, and 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 one one technique um, that that your listeners should should know about is um, they'll use a, what's what's called spoofing, where they'll they'll mask their true phone number. So then, when you look at your your caller ID, it'll look as if it's coming from your same area code. Right. So you'll think to yourself, "Oh, this is my neighbor, this is my my brother, this is my relative." That's that girl uh, that wouldn't call not. me back, <laughs> and when in fact it's not.
2: Yeah, never is. So, what's behind the uh, scam explosion? That's what I'm calling it in my headline. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
6: well, Well, experts say it's just the the inability of law enforcement agencies to to enforce it and to track these people down because oftentimes they'll they'll their base of operations is abroad and they're just they're just really tough to hold to account. Now, what what the agencies say and what the phone carriers say they're doing is developing technology that can recognize the kind of tactics that they're using and and prevent the calls from coming through in the first place.
2: Yeah. Wow. So it's it's purely a matter of it's working and more people now have the technology to to blast out these thousands of calls. Simple as that.
6: That's right. Yeah. And, and they use they use they use automation to just place a, a huge number of calls, which is why you and me have been getting these calls and why I'm sure many of your listeners have too. Wow. Is there
0: any reason the government hasn't stopped this? Is there a free speech issue here somewhere or something like that? Because I don't anything I ever want to buy. I know how to find it. Everything on planet Earth. So don't yeah. need anybody calling
2: me. You got a call center in Uruguay. What the, what's the government going to do about it? You know, uh-huh. good point. Bomb
6: the well, Uruguayans. Yeah. What, what experts say is that it's not it's not so much a legal policy problem as it is a, a tech a tech one. Mm. yeah
2: god yeah.
0: dang it that sucks hamza shaban yeah. uh, washington. Oh, I, I got another important oh, question yeah.
2: go ahead yeah. uh, hamza, i was just going to say uh, of the washington post uh, tech reporter pool because i always wonder the pool technically among their fine tech reporters
0: i think i've heard this if you if you do answer the phone because this is one of the main reasons not to answer if you do answer the phone don't you get on some sort of special list that says this is a live number and then you get even more calls
6: that's right, and 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 uh, sometimes they'll ask you a question, and um, the the federal agencies say you shouldn't answer because they can use your voice or they can use your acknowledgement against you.
0: Oof! Wow. So so you really don't want to answer the phone. So even though it's your aunt, you haven't talked to in a long time with her. You know she's on her deathbed, her final statement to you. Oh boy. And, uh And you don't answer the phone, but if you, if you do, and they're trying to sell you siding, now you're on the hey we got a live one here list.
2: Oh boy! Great. Uh, Hamza Shaban of the Washington Post. Hey, we uh, we appreciate knowing about this, uh, though it has <laughs> embittered us as I predicted. Hey, great to talk to you. Thank you.
6: Same here. Thank you. We
2: appreciate uh, it.
0: That sucks. That's just one of those things. Apparently, just part of life.
2: Yeah, it is. And and you know what? I'll bet I'll bet the uh, the white hats of the world will will come up with some sort of technology to help combat it. You know, are, the the using your responses against you thing is the, the, the scariest oh, thing to no me. Kidding. When they
3: say, hey, is this Jack? You say yes. And now they have you verbally recorded saying yes. So now if they have access to your bank account and oh, all those verbal yikes. things, it's like,
0: hey, we need you to verify. Do you? Is this you? And yeah. then they just play your recording back. Are, are there any idiots listening right now who buy stuff from these people? God damn Stop it. it.
2: Stop it. Stop it.
0: Yeah, and stop th- it. Even if you decide, you know what, I do need a hot tub, hang up on them and then go online and find a place that sells
2: hot tubs and buy from them. Michael, do we still have uh, those Arnold Schwarzenegger tapes laying around where the guy's doing the um, the <laughs> crank calls with the Arnold uh, touchscreen thing? What was the hotel involved? The Gator Lodge. Gator Lodge. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Here you go, guys. This
3: is the Gator Lodge.
2: Good morning. Good morning. How are you?
3: I'm all right. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Okay. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who? Who is your daddy?
4: Who are you talking about? Who are you? Well, who are you?
3: I'm Detective John Kimball. Hey, this is a motel. I'm a cop, you idiot. I'm Detective John Kimball. Well, if you're a cop, you idiot, come over here and talk to me, okay?
6: You son of a bitch.
3: And I don't know what he does. This is a switchboard at the Gator Lodge. Stop it. I don't stop nothing, you idiot.
2: Stop it. <laughs> the first time I heard those, I laughed till I wept. Of
0: course, let's have our favorite line from Arnold of all time. You better leave enough room
2: for my fist. Or because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. Whatever. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. What? I'm what? sorry, what? <laughs> a bit of a convoluted phrase. <laughs> convoluted threat, for sure. They're generally shorter. <laughs> Oh, boy. So, yeah, I uh, imagine the nightmare if somebody were to capture your voice and start doing that. With
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that was a thin excuse to play that, but good enough. Yeah. Yes. So we could, I have, well, I'll save it till till the award-winning fourth hour of the show. If you're gifted, if you're lucky enough to get it, if not, grab the podcast. Uh, just a little more on the cavernoscopy and the... Uh, the efforts to change the topic from did this guy do this thing that was alleged to other things like commentators even senators are saying that's the wrong question we need to go beyond who did what and begin to understand the context that leads to a question to be necessary in the first place which is as convoluted and bizarre a thought as Arnold's threat a minute well, ago. And
0: how many times have I heard the phrase "white males" or "old white males" being thrown around as a, a, a an insult or a crime? Right. A little tired of the racism. Ooh, man, that's getting scary right there. That's yes. It's... So stay tuned. Weighing in again. There, <laughs> you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.